This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everyone. If you like this podcast, go behind the paywall to get privileged access to the smartest minds in finance. Join the Real Vision community and learn how to become a better investor. Visit realvision.com slash rvpod and use the promo code podcast10, that's podcast10, to get 10% off our essential membership for the first year. Now, to the top analysis of today's crypto markets. Hello, everyone. I'm Nico Bruga, and welcome back to the Real Vision Crypto Daily Briefing. I'm joined by Chris Bullock, a.k.a. Blastoplast, a Real Vision Crypto member and a great friend of Real Vision. Chris, welcome to your inaugural episode of Crypto Daily Briefing. Thanks, Nico. I'm actually really excited to be here today. Oh, I'm always excited to chat with you, and we have an incredibly exciting conversation lined up. But before we get into that, this show is free. Real Vision Crypto is free to sign up for, but we also have a pro professional-grade paid-for membership called Pro Crypto. Chris, I know you're a member there. Can you explain why you're a member for Pro Crypto? Yes. Um, honestly, Pro Crypto is an amazing community, I think, more than anything. Um, but I mean, of course, you do get some really amazing features like, uh, you know, essential macro insight every month from Raul and Julian, um, really comprehensive deep dives, uh, but also zoomed out high time frame charting and insights from Delphi Digital, um, regular up to date technical analysis shows that come out every week from industry experts that talk about crypto and DeFi and NFTs and and all of that, and it's all it's all great. But honestly, for me, the the icing on the cake with Pro Crypto is the Discord community. Um, I think honestly, it's the best community on the internet. <laughs> um, I mean, the members in there are like family. You know, there's there's so many different people from different backgrounds and experience levels, and they bring every they bring all kinds of just unique insight and, and information to the table. Um, and really, I think most importantly, the signal to noise ratio in that group is just extremely high. I mean. Everyone posts just super relevant content. Everyone treats each other with respect. Everyone is polite. It's just so full of robust civil discourse, you know. And and I really think that that's where the magic of pro crypto happens. And and honestly, at this point, I don't know how I could navigate the crypto space without this community. At this point, um, and then lastly. Uh, every month, you guys do this really cool thing. You do this Discord distillery show where you know members of the community get to come on and with with you and Ash and you know talk about what's going on in, in the previous month in crypto. And I think it's cool, and it just gives you know us uh, community members an opportunity to to really feel like we're part of the Real Vision team and like we're all in this together. You know, contributing to its success, and um, it's just a great thing. Just just I, I, yeah, I just love for crypto. Well, thank you, Chris. And we love having you as part of this community and having you on the Crypto Distillery Show, which everybody should check out. It's the last pro crypto show every month. We wrap out the whole month with key takeaways 
from charts to macro to what might be going on in F NFTs or Web3. And Chris is a uh, regular contributor on that show, so please check it out. Um, before we get to our main segment today, let's do a quick check of the markets and pull up the BTC seven-day chart here, and let's see what's going on. So right now we see that BTC is trading around 30,000, pretty much flat for the entire week, it feels like. Um, for Ether, let's take a look at that. Ether is a bit under today at 1872, so $1,872 at the moment. Also pretty sideways week, it feels like, for Ether as well. Lastly, let's take a quick look at ApeCoin, uh, the coin, of course, associated with Yuga Labs' Board Ape Yacht Club. Yuga Coin is down quite a bit um, this week, and there's speculation that that might be because one of the most um, rare and valuable uh, board apes has recently been sold. So that might have caused the ape coin to crash down. But we will see. Hopefully, next week will be better for NFTs, and we might see some rising numbers for Bitcoin and Ethereum. By the way, don't forget to put down your questions in the chat. We'll ask the best ones on air. Remember, Real Vision members take priority. If you're not a Real Vision member yet, go to realvision.com slash crypto to sign up. It's free and will remain so. And that's where you'll be able to watch the latest Rao Pal adventures in crypto before anyone else. Today, we have an amazing conversation with Rao and Ryan Sean Adams and David Hoffman, the founders and hosts of Bankless. Please check it out. Now, with that said, many of you will remember the ledger controversy from a few weeks ago. So we thought it would be good to talk about cold storage on this show. Let's bring in our guest. Ruben Mayer is co-founder and CEO of Engrave. Welcome to Real Vision, Ruben. Hi, Nico. Hi, Chris. Uh, good to be here. I'm actually also an avid follower of the, of the, the podcast specifically, so it's an honor to be here. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us, Ruben. Now, I am a bit of a Luddite with all of these things. Chris is actually our unofficial slash official uh, technical security expert for Real Vision. He did an amazing series with our own Elaine Lee for Pro Crypto, all about how to protect your crypto assets. So check it out. I'm going to stick around just to inject some humor and maybe pull you guys out of the weeds a little bit. But because Chris is our expert, I'm going to hand it off to Chris right now. Thanks, Nico. Um, Ruben, hi. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here today. <laughs> yeah, thanks um, for having me. So let's talk a little bit about your background first and how Engrave came to be. Um, how did you first get into the crypto space and, and then hardware wallets in particular? Absolutely. So long story short, I think you can best characterize me as a lifelong learner. So during my studies, I was reading a lot after my studies. I actually, when I started my work, I kept studying in parallel. So my main degree is master's in business engineering, which sort of com combines, let's say, all the civil engineering topics with 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 with, uh, with business. Um, and then after that, when I started my job as a strategy consultant, I just I just kept studying. And the first uh, postgraduate I did was in financial markets, where I created, as my thesis, a robo advisor, um, so automated wealth management. And I think that's that's sort of the the red uh, line. Throughout my my career and my life, it's I really want to empower people to you know be financially up to speed, but also of course with Engrave not to lose that that wealth that they build up. Um, so that became sort of the, one of the first robo advisors, automated wealth uh, investment platforms back in in Europe. 
Um, and then um, it, I also, let's say, was doing in 2015, I think, sort of a uh, strategy 2020 for one of the big banks there. And of course, Bitcoin sort of uh, came waving around and uh, it looked interesting. But for me, most of it, um, I was trained a bit by the Warren Buffett principles where whatever looks like a bubble, stay away. Things you don't understand, don't invest in them. So that's exactly what I did until I think it was 2016, maybe early 17, that my co-founder Edward told me, just look under the hood of this technology and tell me you don't like it. And when I did that, everything changed. It was like a hundred light bulbs going on in my head and all, all shouting the same thing. This is actually the way to empower anything you can empower. And right. for me, one of the main use cases that came out of that, um, the first thing I thought of was, what if a tsunami comes by, wipes away all the land in a developing country, and there is only one database, the database of the dictator that says, now it's all mine. How do you fight against that? And the idea that with this shared truth, this shared immutable truth that everybody could have, and just, just have that first step of we can stand up against this um, centralized centralized power. For me, I could see so many use cases there that I decided to invest in crypto. And um, let's say that in 2016, so me, Edward and Xavier, the three co-founders of Ingrave, we met each other around that shared purpose. So initially we were just challenging each other with a very simple question. What if, if you would have to put all your crypto in one spot and be able to sleep at night? We looked out of the window, but we couldn't see anything that we actually could say yes to. Right. And um, after my co-founder Xavier, he was uh, hacked in 2017 for 44,000 ETH uh, in the parity oh, hack. Wow. So one of the big hacks in the industry. Okay. Um, two, two big things came out of that. So the first one was they actually turned the whole thing around by finding the vulnerability and wiping all the other wallets based on ETH, saving around $200 million worth of ETH back then. And second, it just amplified that whole idea of protection, financial empowerment, and ultimately what became right. then the, the, the seed for, for Engrave. Okay. Where is Engrave based out of? Engrave is based in Belgium, and our supply chain for the hardware wallets is also based uh, completely in Belgium. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. And what, when did you guys launch fully, officially, and, and get your product out? Yeah, so we started uh, in 2018, but our okay. main goal was to build the ultimate security product for, let's say, digital assets slash Web3. Um, so happy to dive into that, of course. And the, we did a pre-order campaign, like an Indiegogo campaign in June 2020, where we sold about $500,000 worth of, uh, of wallets. And then in November 2021, uh, we started shipping all those pre-orders. And since last year, around this time, we do next day worldwide shipping. So if you need a wallet, you go to the website, you buy it. And if you're in wow. Europe, tomorrow you have it. If you're in the US, you will have it in a few days, maybe by the end of the week. Hey everyone, we're going to take a quick pause and hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow, that's great. That's great. 
Um, so one of the things I kind of wanted to touch on is I know it's been difficult for a lot of new entrants into the space to really understand the big differences between hardware wallets and software wallets. Um, can you talk a little bit about some of the things you guys are doing to, to kind of reach a larger audience and promote the importance of self-custody and, and, and more specifically self-custody with hardware wallets? Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I fully understand the question. So, I mean, um, I think, I think what's interesting to see is that 2022 was sort of a good year for the whole concept of self-custody and, um, by extension, hardware wallets, platforms failing platforms that uh, over, over every single year, what we saw since the beginning, let's say 2018, that was a record year when it, it, you talked about the number of hacks, 2.5 billion last year was the last record year. It just keeps on becoming a bigger problem. Um, and yeah, you, you can either keep it on an exchange where it basically means you don't own anything. They own the, the assets. You have a, a right to ask if you can uh, send them somewhere. With hot wallets, you sort of get the keys and the custody, but then again, you don't know where the keys were made, who's, who, made who made them, who saw them. And um, there's so many, so many questions that you don't have a proper answer to. And then ultimately, I think last year, became the year in which the idea of self-custody and real self-custody with cold wallets, um, for most people, it was, a, let's say, a far away from your home, far away from your bed show, suddenly became a crucial part of your security hygiene in crypto. Um, and um, that is that is what I think is sort of continuing also with the incumbents that use connected technology like USB Bluetooth that are actually now evidencing that they can extract your private keys, that they can get right. to your keys. Um, so with Engrave by design, something like that is impossible. Um, and to answer your question a bit on the, how do we sort of get this more to the mass? So we yeah. are currently building, so it's a QR code based fully air-gapped hardware wallet. Um, so we are currently setting a standard for the whole industry together with uh, Trust Wallet, together with MetaMask, so that everybody can use the same QR code communication layer and can easily, let's say, SDK into, I have my favorite wallet already, but I want more security. So I link it up with the Engrave. The Engrave makes my keys, helps me with signing for the big transactions. Um, and that's, and of course, I mean, these two wallets on their own have 60 million users in total monthly uh, active. Okay. So for us, that's, that's one of those steps to get us closer to helping all of these people. Very good. And that's a perfect segue into my next question, which is, you know, let's talk about a little bit of some of the pro uh, features that make your product yep. unique uh, amongst your competitors. Things like the the air gap, like you mentioned, um, the, yes. the perfect key generation, uh, maybe dig into that a little bit. Absolutely. So uh, for us, it was really about constantly adhering to three very simple but very crucial principles. And so the first one is all about we will never compromise on your security. Um, and uh, before maybe I go into that, second is it needs to be all easy to use. So what right. would Apple do if they built, built this kind of technology? And third, it needs to be end-to-end -end security. So it need, we see security as something, something systemic. It starts in the supply chain. You can already make a lot of mistakes there, or your products can be intercepted before they arrive to the user. It can already be hacked. Uh, so there are so many things there, but also on the other side, so you, you create your keys and so on and so on. And ultimately, you pass on to hopefully heaven and uh, your kids need access to, to it. So what do you do then? Right. Um, and so in the first layer, so the maximum security layer, um, that is where we immediately realized we couldn't build a connected device because the connection for us, we saw it as that's opening the box of Pandora. 
suddenly every hacker in the world can try to attack that, that uh, connection layer. So we decided to go air-gapped, meaning 100% offline device. We cannot uh, connect to Bluetooth, USB, you name it, any kind of those technologies. We use QR codes. And the beauty about QR codes is one, it's air-gapped. So if you're somewhere else, you cannot really attack that kind of uh, channel. Uh, but also it, it, it opens up the whole idea of security through transparency. So today, if you sign with your hardware wallet a transaction, you don't really know what you're signing. It's really a black box. There is a connection, but you don't really see what am I about to sign. With the QR code, everybody in the world, and in crypto, we know that tomorrow, if we do things we shouldn't be doing, everybody will know. Um, so you can easily scan a QR code with any device and see what's inside there. So that means that if we hide information, everybody will know that. So you get the security to transparency, sort of the white box experience. And, um, and basically, it's also intuitive security. You understand what you're about to sign. It's still five Bitcoin from Chris to Nico, just maybe a gas fee. You still see exactly the, the thing that you were uh, communicating from your phone to your uh, cold wallet. So I would say on the level of air gap, is very important because it also means by design, we cannot extract your private keys, which has been a big topic in the last few months, simply because we don't have that kind of connection. And second, um, and that's, I would say what we're also most proud of, we actually put a certification as the ultimate proof of our security. So um, worldwide, there is an internationally recognized standard for security. It's called Common Criteria Evaluation Assurance Level, or in short, EAL. Um, so every chip in the world is certified for that. Generally, let's say your credit card chip will have EAL5 as a level, and there are seven right. levels. Um, incumbent hardware wallets also have level five chips that they uh, basically buy from somewhere else. Um, Apple Pay is level five and zero. So our hardware wallet has a secure OS that tackles all the security functionalities. And it's the only device in the world that has EAL7. So if we talk about not compromising your security, we mean it. And you can right. see it in our air gap and in our security certification to name two aspects. So I did notice um, uh, specifically talking about air gap uh, regarding firmware updates. You do have to connect a USB cable to install right. firmware. So can you talk a little bit about sort of what mechanisms you have in place to mitigate any potential threats, uh, you know, while the device is connected to the computer in that situation? Yeah, so our, our uh, USB, we have a USB connector, connection available. Right. It's a sandbox from the rest of the device and it can only receive packages. So you can, of course, test it as a user. We cannot send anything back. Um, so the way the way that you can use the USB is uh, either you do wall charging or you put it in your computer. There is no way to extract information out of it. And it's also uh, part of the certification of the EAL7 security. So even if you do a firmware update, you have the most secure firmware update in the world. That's what the security certification says. Nobody else has achieved it. Um, so basically, that that's I would say that's that's the the main gist of uh, of our firmware updates. Got it. Got it. Tell me a little bit about the battery. Like, um, how long does it last? Uh, is it replaceable or? Yeah. So the battery is a it's a smartphone grade battery. So let's say okay. you use your smartphone every day, twenty four hours a day, probably. Yeah. Even if you sleep, it's doing stuff. Sure. Um, so we have a smartphone-grade battery in the hardware wallet. A hardware wallet, you don't use it that much. So let's say you have it for a few years, that thing will still be at 95% of its capacity. Um, so on that level, 
you shouldn't be worrying. When it comes to battery malfunctioning, sometimes it happens, of course. Uh, the hardware is only hardware. Um, then typically we have a warranty period of two years, so you will get a new one if you really have an issue. We cannot, let's say, by design, take out your battery, put in a new one. Why? Because okay. it is the ultimate security device. It is completely built from scratch, hardware-wise as well, to know that it's being opened and to wipe the keys when, when that happens. So um, we don't allow for battery replacements. We prefer to send you a new one because that's that's our first promise. We don't compromise on your security. So it has like kind of a self-destruct sort of mechanism built in if the if you open yeah. the case or something like that. Okay. Okay. Yes. So there are different layers of anti-tampering and uh, also some new novel layers that didn't exist before N-Grade Zero came uh, came along. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, so tell me about uh, like some of the current maybe feature updates that you guys are working on now for the device uh, that you're that you're that are in development uh, to be released soon. Yeah, so I would say the QR code uh, standard is definitely a, a huge one because mm -hmm. in the end, then you can use your MetaMask and do it with keys that you created offline with your device. Uh, we also have another key generation process where we sort of um, ironed out all the security risks we still saw for a user. So we can definitely talk about that. We have a sort of a patented key, which is called the Engrave Perfect Key. And it solves sort of the, light, the, the last hiccups of the 24-word C trace to, to, to keep it at that. Um, so we're working on that. Uh, we're currently doing a, a fundraise, uh, so a capital raise uh, for a company led by Binance. There's also one of the, the big asset managers part of this uh, round. And um, that will allow us to uh, subsequently um, support the, the, the swapping, the, the on and off ramp, the, the staking right. um, parts of the hardware wallet. So today they're not there, but in a few months time they will be. Um, and of course the continuous um, evolution of their new coins, we need to support them, their new features. Um, and what's interesting is that we are not necessarily a hardware wallet company, we're more of a end-to-end -end security company. So we already have these asset managers coming to us, telling us, look, we understand EAL7, that's, that's what we need. So um, what can you build for us? And then the discussions sometimes go into the direction of Engrave can also build super secure apps and um, super secure, let's say, cryptographic algorithms based um, setups. In, everybody knows MPC, but there is so much more in, in cryptography. So um, yeah, we are sort of also an end-to-end -end security partner for asset managers, B2B uh, and beyond. Hey everyone, we're gonna take another quick break and hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back to the Real Vision Crypto Daily Briefing. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. You mentioned MetaMask support. Uh, I know currently it's not yet available, but uh, what's kind of the time frame for that? Um, and, and I guess maybe talk briefly how that process works. Like, do you have to work directly with MetaMask? Is it sort of a joint development to, to sort of have support for that? Or what's that like? Yeah, absolutely. It needs to be done in, let's say, mutual communication between the two projects, because in the end, um, they need to decide if they want to put QR codes there. Um, and, and so it, it all needs to work. So of course, there is. Uh, we are doing this together with them. Same with Trust Wallet. 
so the first one that will go live will be Trust Wallet, and then after that it will be MetaMask. Um, for a user perspective, it's um, it's extremely straightforward. So you just say I want to connect a wallet, and um, then you can go into the hardware wallet section. You you tap on Engrave, and whether you have a let's say a phone or a computer, both have a camera. You just have a sign-in QR codes, and your and your wallet will be connected. Mm -hmm. But your your private keys obviously will stay offline on the the, on the coldest wallet. Right. And then what about NFT support? Um, yeah, so today we already support the ETH NFTs, um, and then, then the, I would say when it comes to overall coin support and some of the NFT chains, we are still a bit a bit behind on the on the wallets who have been longer into the industry. But of course, those are not the, the biggest um, catch-ups that we need to do. Um, so it's just a matter of time, and then and then all your favorite coins will be supported. We uh, and of course we already support a lot, like let's say Solana, Avalanche, uh, Elrond, Elrond ecosystem. Um, so we do support a lot already. And the beauty about the device is it is um, much more powerful than the average hardware wallet because it uses a much stronger microprocessor. It can it has let's say gigabytes of memory, so there is no limitation on how many coins you can have on there. And um, the device itself already has everything pre-programmed. And when it comes with a firmware update, you can add the new coins. So with our device, you just tell it with one tap of your finger, I want Bitcoin, I want ETH. If you want something, you can look for it. And so in a blink of an eye, you can do you can do everything you need from your, uh, from your crypto wallet, even though it's actually offline. Okay. Um, and with the NFT management, I'm just curious, like, um, are the NFTs viewable on the device itself or only through, say, your, you have a companion app, the, the Liquid companion app? Um, is that where they would be managed, I suppose? Or Yeah, exactly. So, of course, we could do it, but um, we don't really see the actual use of it. I mean, in the end, you can take your phone, which you always have on you. You can show your friends, look, these are all my NFTs. And <laughs> sure. the beauty is... And the beauty is that even if they yeah, if they kick you kick your butt, it doesn't matter. They can't get access to your to them right. because those are stored on your zero. Even if you have your zero with you, it doesn't even matter either. Even uh, you have the so-called five dollar wrench attack that they can do, um, right. and they can sort of uh, push you to to give to give away give out your keys. You can always get into a fake wallet um, that might have some assets as well. That's a standard thing in most cold wallets. Um, so for us, it's just more logical to show on your phone. These are, this sure. is everything I have. And on your wallet, you have everything you need to send them somewhere else. So you are able to send them directly? Like you could send, like I could send you an NFT through the Liquid app, say for example, without having to go through like OpenSea or, or some kind of marketplace interface? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So um, of course you need to sign it with your zero, but that's simply set, it's, it's basically your zero screen. You tap on scan, the device goes in scan mode. That's one bu one button. button. And on your device, you say where you want to send it, and then you, you you scan that and sign it with your hardware wallet. And then you have a signature that you scan with your phone, and that's it. Then it 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 it, um, it moves on to let's say the person you're sending it to. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, and I think the last question for me um, is just maybe talk about um, like some of the things you guys are doing to I guess help prevent users from falling victim to so many of the scams that are out there like um perhaps a solution to address things like blind signing or various phishing scams or ways to maybe help identify you know dodgy smart contracts or things like that is there mechanisms that you guys are putting in place to to sort of make that process easier for newer entrants and things 
Yeah, I would say the first thing is obviously just education. So if you would go on our blog, you will find a lot of those articles. Uh, we really want to look out there for, for, for you and it doesn't limit itself to, let's say, a cold wallet. Um, so that's, I think, the most important thing. And then ultimately, I think the industry is moving a bit towards the, the, the fact that there are, let's say, new tools that can look for you behind uh, right. the transaction and look into the smart contract if everything makes sense. So those are things that in the future will be part of Harawals as well. Uh, the beauty, of course, with us is that if it's your, about your offline crypto, then you will always be able to verify what you're about to sign. So you have your app, your app can of be course. hacked. That is, it's an online thing. So, but the beauty is that you can see on your app five Bitcoin from Chris to Nico and you show that in a QR code to our device, our device will show you everything. It will show you again, it's still five Bitcoin from Chris to, to Nico. And so you know that's the thing you still want to sign. And then right. you send a signature to your app. If somebody changes that signature afterwards, then nothing will happen to your crypto. So right. um, that actually, uh, that's something that misses with some hardware wallets because they're either have a very small screen or you, or you just can't verify all of that. Um, so with us, you get that as part of the, of the interface. And that's also why QR codes are so incredibly powerful and why we believe uh, that the, an air-gapped wallet is the only actual viable gold wallet for the purpose of, of what it needs to do. Agreed, agreed. That's great. Um, I guess that's all from my end. Um, Nico, do we have any viewer questions? Yes, we do. And we're going to start today with one of our um, most loyal viewers, Paul. This is going to be an easy one, Ruben. Will Engrave work with a Windows 7 desktop? That's a problem for other hardware. Models. So does it work with Windows 7? Uh, well, so right now we are mobile first. Um, so there is no web app yet. Um, but of course, this is something that we are thinking about, uh, I, which with which I don't mean we're building it or we will build it. Uh, that all depends, of course, on um, our priorities. But uh, so for now, that doesn't exist. No. But I hope you have a phone. If you have a phone, then you can you can use our wallet as well. Love it. I would be very surprised if Paul does not have a phone. Um, John, <laughs> John, also from our website, asks, and this is a bit of a doozy, but I'd love to hear um, both of your thoughts. Uh, Ruben, we'll start with you. Is there anything to prevent a government or another entity forcing your company giving access to the wallet keys? Obviously, you yeah. live and you guys are headquartered in Belgium, very different EU than here in the US. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, the Belgian cybercrime unit already came to us and asked us that question um, because sometimes they find it in, uh, let's say, places where we should we should never go ourselves. But um, there is by design, there are no backdoors. So to give you a very tangible example, every secure element, so every chip inside of hardware wallets that makes the keys and keeps the keys safe is currently, by for security professionals, um, perceived as their backdoors. And that's also the reality. So if you look on Google and you look at it a little bit, you will find that some of these big third parties have access to the whole idea of how what is the key that comes out on the other side of, of that. Of that. Uh, so there, I, I still have to, let's say, meet the hardware wallets that actually look into that. But we have uh, fixed that problem for the user. So we have resolved all the tampering, um, but with our perfect key generation process, which you can also find on the website. Um, so I hope that I hope that helps a bit. Absolutely. Chris, anything you wanted to add? 
Well, yeah, no, just, I mean, just exactly that. Pretty much no hardware wallet maker on the planet um, has access to those keys. All the keys are generated on the devices themselves, you know, well after the point of sale. The, the, the manufacturers don't store that information or even know what that information is. It's, it comes from the device. So, yeah. uh, so it's, yeah. it's not like <laughs> iPhone where the feds can go to Apple and be like, unlock this phone for us. And they no. do it. It's, it's not, no, it doesn't work no. that way. It doesn't work that way. No, exactly. And um, what we also have, so we have, so we haven't really spoken about our backup. So we have a stainless steel backup. It's called graphene. It is uh, stainless steel, so your house can burn down. It will still be there. But it actually consists of two different parts that both are unique and that only show your actual key when you put them on top of each other. And suddenly you can see the pattern of your key. So the nice thing about this is that you keep them separate. And if somebody finds one of them, they have no information of your of your seat. Versus the current setup that most people do is I have 24 words. Maybe I put two, two times 12. If I find 12 words, I have a lot of information. Um, and because of these two different plates and the fact that they're both unique, they are also recoverable, but without any third party risk. So Engrave can help you get one of those plates back but we can never find out what the key is. And the beauty is we don't even have a database. So we just use pure cryptography to reconstruct the plate that you lose. And that also means that even if the government would come to us and say, give us everything you know about this specific person, one, we don't have information on that person. And two, even if we give you all the plates, there's nothing you can do with it. So um, the sort of what if the question that we you need to ask in crypto, sorry, in, in crypto, yes, but in security, is one that we ask ourselves adamantly every single day since the last five uh, years. Sounds great. Well, Ruben, Chris, thank you so much for joining us on the show. It was a pleasure having you, and I have learned a ton today, and we'll definitely be rewatching the episode to get everything that went right over my head. But thank you both so much for joining us. Fantastic. Thank, thank you. you. Well, that's it for today. Make sure to check out our website. Go to realvision.com backslash crypto. It's free to sign up for our content. And we got a fun little special announcement for everybody today. Next week, we'll be running a special campaign on this show. We're calling it Crypto Gathering. Is it game on? We'll explore whether we're entering a crypto bull market imminently or not, as well as how to prepare yourself for it with an array of experts. We're starting with Rao with one of his classic macro crypto nexus um, breakdowns. And we'll leave you with a snippet of Rao breaking down what else might be coming next week. We'll see you Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, and 5 p.m. London time. Thanks for watching, everybody. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to break the news that we'll be running a five-day crypto gathering special starting on July 10th. These are always really special events. The big question we're seeking to answer in this special week of programming is, is it game on? We'll be bringing, as ever, the best guests into the space to pick their brains, to find out whether the bull market is really on, and if so, how to position for it. So I'll be kicking off on Monday with my own deep dive analysis on the crypto macro framework and where I think we are. And then as we go throughout the week, we'll bring on experts in technical analysis, on-chain analysis. We'll have fund managers to ask them how they're positioning because that's really important because those guys are all over the space. We'll also be looking deeply into the um, Web3 and NFT markets. I know there's been some pain in that space. We'll understand if there's opportunity here too. Anyway, there's going to be a ton of stuff. We're also going to be doing daily Twitter spaces, a special DGEN happy hour, pro crypto technical trader, and probably a bunch of other stuff too. We want to cover everything, give you all the information you need and have a lot of fun doing it. 
basically, I kind of think of this as like a mini Glastonbury festival, stuff going on everywhere. And I think of it as Glastonbury because I'm annoyed that I missed it this year. It's the world's best music festival. Anyway, stay updated. We just need your email, realvision.com forward slash gathering. And I'll see you on Monday. And let's figure out where we're really going. What's up, revolutionaries? Thanks for tuning in. For more content like this, head over to realvision.com and get unfiltered access to the very best, brightest, and biggest names in finance.